0: I'd like to thank God thank the elders thank the congregation for letting me come up again, here once again and try to break off the word of life this is my third lesson about the Islamic faith I feel that God has maybe directed me in that path of Disproven its religion. The founders of this country, when they first came here, they came here for religious freedoms, to practice Christianity. Our forefathers were Christians. If you look at the original constitutions of most states, you couldn't hold office unless you were a Christian. So, They can sugarcoat all they want about freedom of religion. This country was formed on Christianity and Christianity alone, not Hinduism, not Muhammadism, Islamic, whatever. It was formed on Christianity. And this is my fight in a loving way of showing that it is a Christian nation. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets, at many times in various ways, but in these last days has spoken through his beloved son. Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Let's reiterate that, his beloved son. About 600 years after these words were written, a man named Muhammad agreed with the Bible in saying that God had spoken through a long list of prophets. Muhammad affirmed that over many centuries, God spoke through Adam, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Lot, and Jacob, Joseph, Job, Moses, Aaron, Ezekiel, David, Solomon, and Jonah, Zechariah, John the Baptist, and our Lord Jesus. But Muhammad went a step further he taught his followers to believe that the Father had more to say. When did this all start? Muhammad believed he walked in the legacy of Jesus. As Jesus was his Jewish descendant of Abraham through Isaac, Muhammad believed he was an Arab descendant of Abraham through Ishmael. Muhammad's first revelation was an event described in Islam as taking place in 610 AD, during which the self-called prophet Muhammad was visited by the archangel. This event took place in a cave called Ira, located in the mountain of Jabal Anoah. According to the biographics of Muhammad, which while on a retreat in a mountain cave near Mecca, at which time Gabriel appeared before him and and Commanded him to recite the first line of chapter 96 of the Quran. Muhammad's experience mentioned in the Quran 53, 4 through 9. Who off, so let's go there. Of, of the Quran. I'm not going to read from the Quran because I don't believe in it, so I'm not going to read from it. But if you guys want this and you want to look it up, you can. Who authorized the Quran? Someone must have produced it. After all, how many desert, desert men have stood up in the history of man and given a, wor- a world a book like the Quran? The book has amazing detail of the past nations, prophets, and religions, as well as, as accurate scientific f- information unavailable at the time. What was the source of the, all of this? If we were to deny the divine origin of the Qur'an, we are left to only a few possibilities. One, Muhammad authored it itself, or was taken from someone else. In this case, either he took it from the Jews, or a Christian, or one of the other foreigners in Arabia. It was well known that Muhammad, who was raised among them, never learned to read or write from the time of his birth. They knew whom he had befriended and where he had traveled. Let's talk about Arabia. It's an era, it's a oral society. That means stories are told back and forth, largely illiterate, and had many trade caravans. It was a polynistic. And then they had Jewish tribes there. Polinistic means many gods. And they had Jewish tribes there. The Jewish tribes were wealthy, successful merchants, strongly monotheistic, meaning one god, fond of oral traditions, being the Talmud, the Midrash, which is folklore, and wise tales. They had acknowledged his integrity and honesty, calling him Alamin, the reliable, the trustworthy, the honest. Only in their revulsion against his preaching did they accuse him. Now let us look where could it come from? Could it have been the Talmud? The Talmud. The word Talmud is a Hebrew word meaning learning. The Talmud is a central text of mainstream Judaism and consists primarily of discussions and commentary on Jewish history, law, especially in the practical application to life, customs and cultures. The Talmud consists of what are known as the Gemara and the Mishnah, the body of Jewish civil and ceremonial laws legends comprising Jamarin and Mersan, these are two versions of the Talmud. The Babylonian Talmud, which dates from the 5th century AD, but includes earlier material, and the early Palestinian Jewish Talmud. In other words, folklore and wise tales. Let's look at the Talmud and the Quran. Examples in the Shura Alameda. There is a retelling of the biblical story of Cain and Abel. Interestingly, some of the details in the Quran's version cannot be found in the original Old Testament version, but instead can be found in the Talmud. Shira, which was one of the books from the Quran, 5, verses 27 and 32. But recite unto them with truth the tale of the two sons of Adam. How they offered each a sacrifice, and it was accepted from the one of them, and it was not accepted from the other. The one said, I should surely kill thee. The other answered, Allah accepteth only from those who ward off evil. Even if they stretch out thy hand against me to kill me, I shall not stretch it out my hand against thee to kill thee. Lo, I would rather that I should bear the punishment of the sin against and thy own sin and because of the owner of the fire. Well, the owner of the fire means he's going to hell. That is the reward of evildoers. But the other mind imposed of him the killing of his brother, so he slew him and became one of the losers. Then Allah a a raven scratched up the ground to show him how to hide his brother's naked corpse. Now let us go to the Talmud, folklore and Wise Tales. Nature was modified also by the burial of the corpse of, of Abel. For a long time it lay there exposed above the ground, because Adam and Eve knew not what to do with it. They sat beside it and wept, while the faithful dog of Abel kept guard that the birds and beasts did not harm it on a sudden the morning parents observed the morning parents observed how a raven scratched the earth away in one spot and they hid a dead bird of its own kind now how coincidental that you have a bird and not just a bird but the same species talked about in the Talmud, and talked about in the Quran, being the raven. In the ground, Adam followed the example of the raven, buried the body of Abel, and the raven was rewarded by God. Nowhere in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verses 1 through 15, does it give this account of Cain and Abel, or Adam and Eve. How curious that the Talmud and the Quran Would hit upon the exact same association of this idea with the story of Cain and Abel, while the Bible itself does not. And this is not the only example. One year earlier, the Quran speaks of a raven helping Cain to hide his shame. The story also cannot be found in the Bible, but it can be found in Jewish rabbinical midrash, such as the Pirag, the Rabbi Zayzar. And in the Quran, when Abraham smashes some idols worshipped by his father and, his, and the people, the enraged idolers throw Abram, through Abraham and through the fire, our Quran 021.068-069. They said, burn him and protect your gods. If you do anything at all, we said, O fire, be thou cool and a means of safety for Abraham. This story cannot be found in the Bible. Yet again, it can be found in the Talmud, in the Midrash Genesis Rabi. And last time of these Midrashes predate the Quran by centuries. Who died at that time? And Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of the Nativity, in Ur of the Qadiz. Genesis 11:28. Nowhere does it talk about Abraham being killed at that point. So for starters, the Talmud cannot be so awful if Muhammad used it as a source. But the question remains, where would Muhammad have been exposed to the Talmud? Well, the most obvious supplier of such information to Muhammad would have been a cousin of his first wife, Khadijai. His name was Wayagur bin Safu bin Asid bin Abdul bin Qaza. He was a Christian who had converted to Christianity from Judaism. And according to Ibn Azig, was a priest who had studied the scriptures. Wagyi was one of the earliest influences on both Qajah and Muhammad, who, according to the Sarat, I mean, the original case of Muhammad was not a, possessed by a jinn, but actually was a prophet of God instead. Of course, he's not the only possible supplier of such information for, for Muhammad. Muhammad was surrounded by Christians and Jews until, of course, he grew powerful enough to begin eliminating them from the Arabian Peninsula. But why Why an example that they were also not mere acquaintances? but included people related to him by marriage, possibly also by blood. It is no secret that many of Muhammad's opponents in the early days accused him of telling mere tales told by the ancients that they had heard before, but who he knew that they included stories from the Talmud. A few other similarities. God forbid Moses from suckling from a foster mother in both the Quran and Talmud. As we have already forbid foster suckling mothers for him until his sister said, shall I show you a household who will rear him for you and take care of him? Quran, 28 and 12. The Holy One, blessed is he, said, shall be the mouth that we one day speak to my suckle from anything unclean, the Talmud. Exodus 2 and 9, and Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. Total different stories from the Talmud, from the Bible to the Quran. Quran, one of Moses, the Quran describes, Korah, as exceedingly wealthy in the same way as a tamud. Was the Talmud. Korah was one of Moses' people, but he betrayed them and oppressed them. We gave him so many treasures that the keys would certainly weigh down a company men possessed of great strength. Quran 28 and 76. And Rabbi Levi said, the keys to Korah's treasure house was a load of 300 white mules, and the keys and locks were leather. Numbers, fit, Numbers 16 has no mention of Qur'an in this way. Both the Qur'an and the Talmud tell the story of God raising a mountain over the Israelites. We raised the mountain over them as it had been a canopy, and they thought that it was good going to fall on them. We said, hold firmly to what we have given you, Quran 7, 171. The Holy One, blessed is he, raised a mountain over Israel as though it were a dome. And he said to them, if you hold the Torah, all is well. But if not, you will be buried here, saying that God would drop Mount Sinai on top of them. Nowhere in the Bible, Old, or New Testament is this found. The Torah is spread to half the world's people. We all share it. The Talmud is the Jewish equivalent of the Hadith, the oral traditions, as well as the Sunarin, the way of the prophets. These are all equivalent oral traditions. What is essential of all three faces the Torah, Jesus, and Muhammad? Both pointed to the Torah as the basis of their faith. God revealed words to the Hebrew prophets with both your neighbors, was a Gentile. Conversion was meant to be through winning the hearts of the Gentiles, through their apothe- not through violent actions. Where did this new tradition have its roots? Why did the Muslim profess faith in, in the Jewish Torah? believed it to be God's law written by man's hands. Muhammad claimed descendancy to Abraham through the tribe of Ishmael. If Isaac, or as he was named later, Israel, who was chosen by God to have his descendants carry the covenant of God as his chosen people, as is with the apostles to defend and to hold on to the law of one God, and a world where man's free and where self-worship ruled. So my, and my point of this with the Talmud and the Quran, the Talmud is wise tales, commentaries. If you ask any rabbi now about the Talmud, he will tell you it's made up stories by rabbis when, when they were talking to the people trying to convert them. They're not tr- most of them are not true, they're just additions to the biblical stories. The Talmud and the Quran go hand in hand. The Bible has stood the test of time, through the Dead Sea Scrolls, through the last 2,000 years. It has been preached without any deferment of it. The Bible has, like I said, has stood at step of time. All others have fallen by the wayside. And in my lesson today, what I, what my goal is is to show that the Bible is the truth. And the truth will set us free. There may be some here who might not know the truth, and we're here to help you, to help you learn the truth. Ask anybody here, if you're not a Christian, that we can help you. There might be some here who are Christians, and have fallen by the wayside and that need the prayers of the congregation need to be brought back home. We're here for you. Let us help you to helping you as we stand and sing the Song of Encouragement.